Let's get to the wheel. The way we're going to change this up and make the wheel a little bit more meaningful is now the the recipe club winner will re- replace the item on the wheel. So last week it was casseroles. We're removing casseroles from the wheel. And Priya, you get to pick a new dish to go onto the wheel in its place. We're also going to be carrying over these wheels from week to week. So last time Priya's wheel had biryani, canned crescent rolls, casserole, eggplant, flatbread, halibut, hummus, instant ramen, and spaghetti. You will be replacing casserole. And as a little bit of strategy, I will say that if you wanted to repeat an ingredient on here, you can put it on here twice. So Priya, what do you want to put on here instead of casserole? What about I would my instinct was um yogurt because like everyone has an opinion on how to make yogurt and I wanted to like put my dad's recipes against what I'm sure will be Dave's like microwave recipe and your like instant pot recipe. Okay. Freya, that's your that's your uh your choice there. We're gonna put homemade yogurt on the wheel. I'll give it one more shuffle. Okay, let's give it a spin. Oh no, 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 no. no. <laughs> No, 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 no. Can we just stop? (sighs) Nobody wants to do halibut. We have to. Dave, we have no choice. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. to recipe club everybody we are doing halibut and we are joined by the number one seed of all recipe club (laughs) members priya krishna it does not give me any delight or joy in stating that fact but uh she has won more than anybody else and uh we shall see today is halibut and uh chris you want to tell everybody the rules just in case they don't know yep As always, this is where we debate the best way to cook things that people want to eat. In this case, something that people besides us want to eat, which is halibut. Uh, You do a Google search for halibut, you get somewhere close to 20 million results for halibut recipes. Uh, um, We have each selected one recipe 
featuring halibut and shared it with our respective colleagues. All three of us have cooked them. And now we're going to get into it here a little bit and talk about what we chose, what worked, what didn't work, and hopefully provide you all with uh, some insight when dealing with this tough white fish. Um, so let's start there. When the wheel hit halibut, there were audible groans. None of us <laughs> wanted this thing. What's, uh, what's up with halibut? I don't know. I don't understand why there's so many recipes. And I don't understand why there's 20 million results on halibut. And I don't know. I, I feel like this is when I graduated college and I thought I knew everybody in my class of 450 people. I got on stage <laughs> and I realized, oh, I only know 50 people. What the fuck have I been doing? Because this is sort of that weird feeling of, I think that everybody I know doesn't love halibut, but clearly I'm dead wrong. And what do I know then? If I don't, if I can't get this right, then I know nothing. Because I did, I, I don't dislike halibut, but it's not something I like to order. There's only a couple preparations that I like. Baby halibut, and that sounds gross, but like young halibut can be nice raw. If you want something clean, citrus forward, you know, as a, as a raw sashimi crudo type of thing. But as a whole, even a, a catching halibut, people are like, oh, I want to catch halibut. I was like, well, no, that's not fun at all because it's like picking up a, 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 like a, a dumbbell out of the ocean <laughs> right they, they they live on the floor and you can catch some monsters but it's it's just there's no fun in it it's not a game fish and then if you've worked with enough halibut they can get pretty wormy grouper uh halibut can be delicious at times but i don't necessarily like fish that can get like literally parasitic with worms <laughs> but people eat it frozen it's it's and here's the craziest thing the, the craziest thing is yet to come craziest yeah. thing is yet to come here's the craziest thing i couldn't get any halibut club. It's, i can get every other fish i could even got snakehead fish guys i could have gotten a snakehead fish but i could not find halibut or even a frozen halibut i tried every possible angle I even I def I thought I had some. I defrosted some, mm -hmm. and it was the most putrid smell when it got defrosted that I had smelled in a long time. It was ammoniated because, without getting the science of it, a lot of fish, if it ages too much, gets old, can produce ammonia. Literally, the the chemical compound of ammonia, and it's disgusting. And that couldn't work. So I was like, well, if that goes my plan of using halibut. So the only comparable fish I could get was cod. Cod, cod, cod. And guess what? This is why I hate buying fish in grocery stores. It spoiled in like a day. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't even make the, half the recipes that I wanted. I only made 1.5 of the recipes with halibut. <laughs> oh I mean, my. not with cod. God. And God. I, I, that's what I was just like, what the fuck is happening? There must be a cod in the Los Angeles area, a <laughs> cod surge. Because oh, frozen God. and fresh cod just gone in general. So I, I tried, you can look at all my results, every possible way of getting goddamn groceries. And then I finally found one at Sprouts. And then I, I, I ordered it online because we're, we are staying as local as possible and uh, nothing I ordered. They were out of celery. <laughs> I couldn't even, I couldn't even, <laughs> couldn't even put celery in the Sichuan, uh, my own dish. <laughs> Um, 
So I'm just giving for the record, my friend, maybe it's the halibut gods are like, fuck you, Dave. Fuck you, Jobu. But this is what happened. So I'm just going to say, fuck you, halibut. And everyone's like, why do you hate halibut so much? Well, it's not a delicious fish. It's very lean. And people are like, well, it's good poached or confit. I'm like, confit means it's cooked in fat. Mm-hmm. Like it's poached slowly in fat. Yeah, that can be good. I've said I only like halibut sometimes when it's like the tailpiece and you're roasting it in butter and it's like a piece of meat and people are like halibut cheeks. I was like, no, no, I'm not eating halibut cheeks. That's not something I'm putting on my menu because where am I going to get enough to serve people? So in general, halibut is the least favorite fish of mine. One of the very least favorite fish. I love flat fish too. This is, (laughs) this is the, the lemon of all flat fishes, the lemon of the bunch. So I was so bummed when the la- wheel landed on halibut, but clearly I'm wrong because the rest of the world loves halibut. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> uh, Priya? Yeah. <laughs> Hard to follow that up. <laughs> I don't have any fun facts about halibut infested with worms. Um, but like for me, as someone who grew up vegetarian, didn't start eating fish until I think probably like college was when I started eating fish. Halibut was sort of a combination of expensive and I didn't love the taste. So there was no reason for me to eat halibut. Like I just found it was pricier than salmon oftentimes, or at least at the grocery stores I would go to. And it offered like either like no to bad flavor. So like halibut has sort of been like off my radar ever since. It's not something I buy to cook. It's not something I order in a restaurant. It's just kind of neither here nor there. And I actually was unaware that halibut is as popular as it is because there's like a fish market that just opened up a few blocks away. And I went there and even the people working there hate halibut, but they were like, we feel like we have to keep it in stock because everyone wants halibut. So I'm just, my question is like, who are all these people clamoring for halibut? Like, who are they? Where are they? What do they want? They're everywhere. They're all around (laughs) us at all times. No, I mean, but like the truth is like one of the first lessons I ever learned in a restaurant was hey, halibut's on the menu. Make sure you do extra mise en place because people are going to eat this shit up. Like people just love, they order halibut like crazy. I don't know if it's just because it's like a un, it's like a benign milky white block of protein. Because it, like, it, it tastes like nothing. <laughs> it tastes like chicken. Uh, no. I know it's a trope, but it, no, it tastes like nothing. So it tastes like nothing. I, it tastes like we nothing. Will, here's, I, I, have a, I have one question for you guys. I mean, in our house, we don't eat halibut. We, we actually order, the one exception is like Dave said, we actually do halibut sashimi, um, We'll buy like little local halibuts, like smaller fillets, and then cure it in kombu. It's actually really delicious. It's not like the kind of big, thick steaks of milky halibut. It's it's very good. Uh, but my wife asked me this the other day: What is like? What is the classic preparation of halibut? What are what are people who are eating halibut usually getting? Pan my seared. feeling is like pan roasted with like lemon butter caper sauce. That's like my that's my sense. Yeah. Is that, I mean, is that jive with what you think, Dave? I think it's like, a, yeah, it's like a white wine butter halibut thing, right? Like that's what, <laughs> that's what it is. Pan halibut with some lemon caper bullshit. And, and, <laughs> and, and seared. It's always pan seared because I, I, I think it's easy to cook, number one. There's a ton of recipes. It's something that is, it's a really 
not necessarily lean fish, but it's a very dry fish, but doesn't get dried out like, say, if you cooked a piece of tuna all the way. Like, it's dry and moist simultaneously. But in general, I don't like cooking fish recipes at home, in general. Because of the quality of product you can get at home versus... Yeah, and I don't want to sound like a fucking snob because I cook fish all the time, but I cook frozen fish more often than not. I I 100% agree, though. I, I think it's really hard when you... Compare the quality of fish you get at a restaurant to what is available at the supermarket. It's night and day, and yeah. it's really hard to find fresh fish. If you're lucky enough to have a dedicated like fishmonger, then like it's a different story. But I think for most people, getting decent to good fish at home is an impossibility. The only filleted fish that I, I trust is from a purveyor that I know personally, or it's frozen because I know that it was done on the boat or in the moment, right? It's hard for me to buy fillet fish in the grocery store, filleted, or never even touch the marinated stuff. It's just hard to understand when it was cut, when it was caught. And a lot of times it's actually frozen fish that's been defrosted. And it's just, it's it's literally Russian roulette. You had no idea, zero idea about when it's going to like become ammoniated and go bad. And it's a a time bomb. To your point, it is like, I find that when I buy fish at a grocery store, it is always within 24 hours of, of going bad. Like you can't leave it in your fridge for yes. a day. Don't get Dave started on pre-marinated fish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what it is. It's, it's like you know, it's you're, you're just getting hoodwinked on the street. Uh-huh. You know? It's like congratulations. Why, why don't you just, you know, throw 20 bucks down the drain, literally, before you get to the grocery store? Just throw it down the drain. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's a. It's. I spent a lot me more off. than that twenty dollars to do all of our three fish yeah, recipes. Shit today. is expensive. It's like twenty five dollars a pound. It was a shitload of. It was a lot of money for these three fish recipes, yeah. and it was a. It was a straight up race against time because I bought just like a three pound slab. Can you ask? Can we ask? What do you think the listeners are are, are that uh, that are listening to this thinking to themselves? Right. What do you think it's divided? How? What's the percentage of people that are like? I don't know if I'm ever going to listen to these three motherfuckers ever again. Uh, I, love I mean, people, I would be like, uh, there's worms coming us. out of my halibut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that some people, I think most people haven't thought this much about uh, fish. I think that there, I, maybe the one thing we are actually probably underestimating is the number of people who just don't eat fish or seafood. I think there's a, a that yeah. comprises a lot of people. And I'm always surprised when I like find out one of my friends just doesn't eat seafood. Um, so there's that's one part of the leader, reader, listenership we've already alienated. Uh, so we each chose a recipe, as I said. Um, Priya chose a recipe from Chef Floyd Cardoza's mother, as printed in the what? what how do you describe scroll? I guess it's like an Indian publication. Okay. Uh, I chose a recipe for from themom100.com for a halibut fried fish sandwich with lemon basil tartar sauce that I was hoping would emulate a filet of fish. And Dave chose a Sichuan boiled fish recipe from redhousespice.com, a pretty classic Sichuanese preparation. Uh, Who wants to go first? Who won our last meeting here? Priya, right? Oh, I did. Priya. So Scroll is like an Indian publication that I follow, um, but... You know, it was less about the site and more about the the person. You know, when I think about people who have made fish dishes that have really like 
shaken me to my core, it's Floyd Cardoz, um, who his heritage is going. And so he spent a lot of time in that part of the country, which is very coastal. I was lucky enough to go, not to Goa, but to Kerala, a different part of India that's also very coastal, very seafood forward. And I would say eating that food was the first time I fell in love with like fish cookery, like the coconut, the spices, the heat. I just, I thought it was like absolutely brilliant. And that's kind of why I started eating fish in the first place was after that trip to Kerala and sort of understanding the South South Indian approach to seafood, which varies by region, but I got my first taste there. And then going and eating at Floyd's restaurants where I think out of everything, he did seafood the best. So I was looking for a Floyd fish curry recipe. There are a few I found, but this one was the most intriguing to me. It felt like a good combination of easy, interesting spices. Um, I was really intrigued by the combination of like tamarind, dry mango, and tearful, which is similar-ish to like a Sichuan peppercorn numbingness. So I ended up using Sichuan peppercorn because I couldn't find the ingredient. And I also think that the idea of like making a delicious sauce and then just like poaching the fish gently in it until it's cooked is a great approach. And I think with a fish like halibut that doesn't have a lot of flavor, it's really about just pairing it with a really, really flavorful sauce that's going to basically overtake the lack of flavor and, you know, bring everything to the table. <laughs> so, okay. So to get into the, uh, the details of the method, just, uh, really quick here, basically you're, you're making a paste or a grinding together grated coconut, uh, onion, garlic, cumin, turmeric, and then sort of just cooking that in water to like, like, like Priya said, to make this very flavorful broth, um, adding coconut milk to it and sort of steeping these raw dried mango slices and tamarind paste and tear fall and chill and some more green chilies in it. Um, and then like Priya said, you, you sort of just poach the, the halibut in there. Um, I will say I, I, I there's a, there's like quite a few parts of this recipe that were like super interesting to me. I thought like the, the sort of adding the dried mango in there, I didn't think it would do anything. But actually, so much mango flavor ended up in in the curry after you sort of steeped it in there. Again, like I fucked up and used incredibly spicy chilies. And it seems like just from my light Googling that Kashmiri chilies are more mild than uh, I, I, th- I thought they would be. Um, yeah, I thought the end result was delicious. I, um, I did not. It calls for a lot of steps. It says you should strain the sauce before adding the coconut I milk. Strain. I didn't strain the no sauce need. because... I hardly ever strain anything at home because of the literal strain it places on me. It's literally the word strain and I refuse to do so. Uh, but otherwise it was delicious. Chang, what did you think? I didn't, I used Sichuan peppercorns as well. Um, once uh, I didn't even bother checking if I could get it. Once I saw that it said similar to Sichuan peppercorns, it was like good enough for me. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I put everything in the Thermomix simultaneously. And then I poured it into a Donabe. I didn't have raw mangoes because uh, also another thing that I wasn't able to get for whatever reason um, that week, no halibut, <laughs> no, no dried mangoes. Um, that, so I, I also couldn't get tamarind. I tried to order that online and uh, just didn't happen. Didn't happen at all. I was really having a hard time getting all the ingredients. So listen, 
It's not me lying. I genuinely was trying to get fucking everything. No, no. Everything. We forgot to mention that Dave is recording today from 1980s Soviet yeah. bloc, <laughs> Eastern Europe, uh, where ingredients I'm, are extremely I'm, I'm hard to come I'm not even kidding you. You should see what I ordered, what I was not able to get. And not just from one place, two places. So I had to uh, substitute tamarind, and I had a jar of quince paste. And I replaced that, and I added a lot mm. of rice wine vinegar to increase the tartness. And I think I did a pretty good job of recreating the, the tamarind flavor. Uh, quince being, I think, at least in color and sweetness, very similar. And I think once I added the, the rice wine vinegar, it was pretty, I mean, I think 80% close to tamarind paste, in my opinion. <sighs> what else? Uh, coconut milk, the whole thing. It, once I made the sauce, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. What fish did you end up using? What fish did you end when up using? I, uh, so I had the <laughs> leftover cod. I didn't use halibut for any of our recipes. I made your recipe first, and I'll talk about that later. And then I had this the second day, and I'm cutting into it, and I'm starting to poach the cod in the sauce. And then I'm like, this isn't right. So I stopped using it, and then I put in chicken. What? Because the I don't understand. Just, what? I, I, I put like three slices of cod in, and it just didn't smell right. What? Oh, the cod had gone. Oh, the cod okay, had okay, turned. Okay. The cod, cod had turned. Okay. Cod had okay. turned, and I'm like, I don't think it's worth <laughs> risking. So I took the cod out. I, I left a couple slices in just for me to taste. And then I and I, 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 I microwaved some chicken thighs, cut them up with scissors, and I added it to the to the sauce, and it was awesome. Um, a couple of questions here. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any questions. I, that, that all seemed very clear on Dave's part. But Priya, I wanted to ask first, the recipe itself calls for 500 grams of pomfret or baby sole, mm-hmm. uh, and which I think have very different texture here. Like, how did what did you think of halibut in this context? I mean, I poached it for about six minutes, but I think the recipe said six to eight. I ended up doing about six and it, and it worked out just fine. I actually think that this is like a very good application for halibut. Like the texture ended up pretty nice and flaky. It wasn't dry cause it was sort of hydrated by the sauce and you couldn't like the sauce fully flavored the halibut. Like I wasn't bothered by the lack of flavor of halibut cause the sauce just brought so much to the table. And I will say I tried it immediately and then I tried it with the sauce like steeped overnight and the sauce steeped overnight was fantastic. And it actually, one thing I liked about this recipe is it made great leftovers. Like it Mm. microwaved shockingly well for a leftover fish dish. Mm -hmm. And did this, uh, I mean, if, if, if I'm somebody who is moved by your sort of description of the, you know, coastal Southern Indian cooking, like, is this evocative of what you were talking about? The kind of, you know, Floyd's mastery of, of fish. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely this, again, I want to emphasize that sort of coastal Southern Indian cooking really varies so, so, so widely. But, you know, some things that I have loved is the combination of like creamy, sweet coconut cut by these like really, really intensely flavored spices. Like I think a lot of the times you have coconut stuff, it tastes a little one note you know, there isn't that like balancing element, but I think with a recipe like this, you really have those elements to balance out that like strong, sweet, rich, creamy character of the coconut milk. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very into a few things. I was into like the like integrating grated coconut into this sort of spice paste in the beginning. That was that was a cool little touch for me. And then again, I think like the steeping of the spices, like that that was something that stood out to me. Is like there's a very it's, it feels very much like a mom recipe because it's like you add things at different times and points that like only a mom understands why you you know you don't just put some mango yeah. in with the spice paste in the beginning because I don't want it to taste like that. I want the mango just to sort of infuse at the end. Like, why can't I just grind the tear fall up? But like, you know, I think you could fuck around with all of that order if you wanted to, but like, I appreciated like the charming, like idiosyncrasy of, of adding spices at different places for different effect. Well, I think it's like a lot of Indian cooking. The order really matters. Like there is an intentional layering of flavor that happens and you know, I don't know if I'm like enough of a super taster to detect this, but I really liked the flavor of the the mango after it's steeped. I did like a combination of dried mango and then like a little bit of umchur to sort of like up the tartness because I used like the dried mango snacks for kids that you get from like organic grocery stores, <laughs> uh-huh. which turned out fine with like a little pinch of umchur as well, which is dry, dry mango powder. Um, mm-hmm. But I, you know, I found it, I was a little worried that... It was going to be hard, but it was the opposite of hard. It was a, it was pretty it's a super, as super easy simple as it recipe. gets. Super yeah. simple recipe to make. I, I think I not think I, I didn't even look at the photos, but I know I had something similar at uh, Floyd's restaurant, or Pedro in, in Mumbai. And even the making of this dish, I could see this as a tabla res- recipe. And for those that don't know, tabla is a uh, restaurant, probably the first of its kind or most important, didn't get enough credit, Tabla and Tabla bread, bread Bar. Uh, Floyd was the, the chef de cuisine at Les Panas, and he passed recently of COVID, and he was a friend of mine. And uh, I just think he was one of the most important cooks that America's ever produced because we wouldn't have a lot of flavors today without his influence and without him working with Greg Koontz at Les Panas. And there was all mm-hmm. of these sort of chefs that worked through there. And Floyd, whether people realize it or not, was like the cross-pollinator of introducing a lot of younger chefs that became well-known to Indian ingredients and ingredients of Southeast Asia. And I I've, I feel like over the years, I've had some version of Floyd's fish curry, whether it was influenced from his mom, I'm pretty sure it was now. And it's just a delicious recipe. And you know, I didn't use it with halibut. I didn't use it with sole, but just the 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 flavor of the the sauce is something that even if I cook chicken in it, it's gonna be good. If you just made the sauce and just put it on rice, that would have been that's delicious in and of itself. So yeah, yeah. I mean, this is Floyd Floyd Cardo's cooking at its best. Like he was always, I think, in my opinion, he was always at his best when he was kind of cooking food that was close to his heart. And I think this this recipe is that. Um, one thing you said, Priya, and, and like riffing on sort of what Dave was just talking about, you know, he, he obviously replaced the protein component here. Like the sauce is pretty multifunctional, but I, I, I take what you said, you know, this is a good application for halibut. This is a good way of using halibut. This, this took advantage of halibut's deficiencies, uh, which is my way of segueing into Dave's recipe. Um, because Dave's preparation here, the, the Sichuan boil, which is, uh, Suezu is is sort of the is the Chinese name, which just translates to water cooked, and is usually is traditionally done with beef. Um, but here is a fish application that's pretty common as well. You know, this is one of my favorite fucking things in the world. <laughs> like the super flavorful, spicy, salty, savory broth um, just looks like a, a a 
terrifying elixir that's like always bubbling and has like sizzling oil on top with Sichuan peppercorns and chilies and just looks like it's going to burn you from the inside out um, and has like sort of like gently somehow all of that gently kind of poaches beef or, or you know, fish or whatever protein. Super familiar with this. I uh, maybe I'm jumping the gun, but like I thought it was. But not a good application for halibut. It didn't do its thing to to halibut. But um, Dave, talk about this recipe a little more. There's two versions that I like of this classic dish. Obviously, the red one, which is the one that was described. Then there's the green pepper sauce. That is probably my favorite. And I didn't choose that because I thought the ingredients would be more impossible to get. But both are clearly one of my favorites. And I've had this dish with Chris Ying in almost every Sichuan meal. I don't think we've ever not gotten it, right? (laughs) Yeah, we had some good versions. It's it's a it's a classic classic dish, and again, like all Sichuan fish dishes, I love in Sichuan food in general. I thought it was good. I I mean, Priya sent me a photo of hers, and I was like, wow, that looks way fucking better than mine. Um, <laughs> way better. But let me just state, I chose this because I don't think this has ever been used in this kind of this classic Sichuan dish ever. I did it because I wanted to destroy any flavor or understanding <laughs> of what his, uh, of halibut. I wanted to, to just ev- eviscerate it into nothingness and, and, and reduce it to antimatter because I wanted the Sichuan flavor to just destroy it. And I think I'd succeeded because I didn't even cook halibut. <laughs> uh, I will say I <laughs> I actually think this recipe is pretty great. I I actually I don't I don't make this at home ever. I mean like Dave said, we eat this at every Sichuan restaurant we ever go to, but I don't really make this at home. This was a really simple version of it, I thought. I I am going to say one thing. It 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 needed more nuance, believe it or not, for me. I I I don't disagree, but I think like part of the reason why you don't get it is because it is so simple, and there's just like you, it's it's not as elaborate as I'm sure the way they do it in a Chinese restaurant. And part of that is like missing pickle mustard greens. It's missing a lot of umami. Uh, I added MSG to mine. Um, I did too. Yeah, I had even momo tingly salt. That wasn't enough. It tasted fine the way I made it. It was good. I just like problem is Chris. Like we've had. You know, we reached Mount Everest. Ones. We've been to Mount Everest yeah. on this, and we're yeah. like, "This is a, a Vermont, the tallest mountain but, in Vermont." Uh, but I was going to say is like, this is the this is the shortcut version. This is like a weeknight thing I would do. Like, I totally agree with you, and part of it is probably also just like, I don't really get recipes that say like use water or chicken stock. <laughs> like, that's a huge fucking difference. Like, and I think like a, a, a proper, you know, Chinese master stock or something is the, as the liquid base brings a lot of that complexity. Like you said, Dave, like the acidity from that's the, that was the huge missing part from this, not just complexity, but like this soup always has some acidity and sourness to it. And this one yeah. didn't. Yeah, it was good. It, it Listen, I'm going to use that example again. We are the best skiers in Vermont. With this recipe, it's like we we're like we're fucking good, and then we get to, you know, the Dolomites, <laughs> the Italian Alps, and we're like, fuck, man, this is a mountain, you know, and uh, that's the difference. Wow, that is a, a real elitist comparison. <laughs> Very specific. And there's nothing um, elitist to say the Dolomites are a superior mountain than Mount Killington in Vermont. <laughs> have you been to Mount Killington or the Dolomites? Have you? I have been to there? both. I have been to both. Yes. <laughs> And you skied? I've not skied the Dolomites, but I've been lost in the Dolomites because I got, <laughs> that's a whole nother story when I was 19 years old, but you know. <laughs> I don't even, I don't, 
Okay. So I am coming at this uh, having skied in Vermont my whole life. I have not climbed Mount Everest of Sichuan food. I have enjoyed it as one of my, I would say it's like one of my favorite categories of food that I like going out for, but it's never something that I sort of felt like I could make it home. And I think for a beginner, this is a really good starter recipe. Um, Super unintimidating, not a lot of ingredients. You know, I liked the notion of slicing the fish thin, marinating it, and then just like dropping it in. You'd only use as one vegetable. I use bean sprouts instead of celery because I'm not crazy on celery and the bean sprouts worked out very well. Um, I would say that this tasted really great, fresh. Didn't love the leftovers. Can we talk about that, Priya, real quick? Because that was a real problem. I cooked this last night, and it was it's good. Like I'm not talking. I'm not trying to talk shit about this. You know, Priya's absolutely right. It is a good. It's a really good recipe. It's super simple, and if I was craving the Sichuan itch, it certainly satisfies it. But like, it, it's a lot of food, and you cannot eat this the next day. It's an impossibility. <laughs> yeah, and that's a real problem. You need. You need six people to eat the, all of it. And like, I kept trying to get Seth to eat it, but he's like doing his salad thing lately. And so he wouldn't eat it. Ugh, and so I Seth. ate like bowls and bowls of this by myself. And then like my entire mouth was numb. Cause like, you know, this is one of those dishes. Like it really looks like I can handle a lot of spice. I grew up in a family where we're just biting into green chilies with our dinner. This was really spicy. Really like spicy. I used, I used spicy chilies and this was like, it's literally like chunks this big of chilies. Like, like I literally, I think I like logged onto a zoom call the next day and had like tears rolling down my eyes. Cause I was like also eating the leftovers of this. Can I, can I add one thing to this guys? This is an interesting thing. I, I think that if I had to make this recipe again, I don't know if I would because the one thing that is commonplace, I think, in Asian families, particularly if you live in Asia, is is uh, the pre-made box, the pre-made package, or the packaged like stuff for a Sichuan fish boil is so good that you almost never need to make it from scratch. And I, uh, listen, it's it's I don't know how to say it's apples and oranges, but it's not. I don't think a bad thing to just rip open a bag and add the ingredients because they're really fucking good. And I don't know if there's a something that's comparable. It's not like hamburger helper or anything like that, which you know I grew up eating too. It's just this actually the the packaged stuff really recreates a really damn close Sichuan fish boil or hot pot. I almost don't use just hot pot. I just make like a, a fish boil. I make a hot pot and there might be fish or seafood. So that's another thing is is um I don't know if I'd make this again if I had access to a packaged I mean it's a great thing. point because I I I didn't even think like I had Doubanjang, like the hot chili bean paste in my pantry. I had chilies. I had Sichuan peppercorns. But if I didn't, and I went out and I had to buy each one of these spices individually, like I might be a little pissed at the end of the day. I'd be like, now I just make this again, or I make mapo tofu every day. So I, I and those spice mixes are really, really good. Hey, before we continue, can I just admit that I thought the Dolomites were uh, ancient people, like the Sumerians or something? I did not know that was a mountain range. I just wanted to be honest. <laughs> I did not. I did not know what wow. the Dolomites were. I'm sorry. I thought they were a biblical group. Um, anyway, uh, I my my only problem, like my problem with this, beyond sort of like yeah, it's not the Mount Everest or the Dolomites uh, of 
water cooked suizu fish is that like the halibut did not work in this context for me the way it worked in Priya's curry. Like I thought slicing halibut thin just resulted in like the most dried chicken texture in the world uh, for mine at least. As for the leftover part of this, I actually found <laughs> the broth was super useful for a very specific reason. Um, in my house, I have to cook like a separate little meal for my son, Keith, who can't have salt or anything. So I had like a big pile of sauteed bok choy mushrooms and pork belly that uh, had no flavor to it whatsoever. And he was done eating. So I spooned a whole bunch of this broth on there and it became an adult meal. And I think like this, it was actually very useful as like an all purpose. I got to, I got to turn something else into a meal. I have a bunch of leftover broth. I wouldn't reheat. I wouldn't reheat or care about the halibut, but the broth was like, it worked for me the next day. Well, all I'm just going to just do this. Like uh, as an attorney, I cannot defend my recipe. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, team. People are going to stop, stop coming to your law firm. Maybe you just I, keep I, I just can't. Cases, I can't. I can't. Man. I don't want to get disbarred. Uh, it's not worth <laughs> It's not worth defending this recipe. I just can't do it. Oh and uh, I, I, I could have had some, uh, you know, procedural mishaps, but um, <laughs> I'm best. not going to defend it. I'm just not going to defend it. And I, I'm not going to get this part. It's not worth, you know, losing my license defending this recipe. So I'm out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I would watch this movie in your family. Just like, come on, Dave. We, you just need to take one of these cases. Put your morals aside. We need to we need to pay the mortgage, man. He's like, no, I can't. I can't compromise my morality for this Sichuan fish boil. No, I mean, listen, here's what it boils down to. I'm going to just tell the listener, buy the prepackaged bag. It, sometimes it comes in a block. That like you just add some water. Sometimes it's like an oil pouch type of thing. All of those are going to be way fucking better than the recipe I gave you. And it's not a bad recipe. I'm just saying, like, it's a good recipe. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm for beginners, like Priya said, Priya, Priya, like as somebody as a beginner, though, I think if you're if you this is the first time you're hearing about this dish, wouldn't you recommend that somebody try it out this way? It's pretty easy, right? Yeah, it's pretty easy. I mean, it definitely like I know what like a I've had great versions of this exact dish and i knew that it wasn't like as great as those versions but i was like it scratches an itch if you're craving these flavors it it satisfies that um okay the last recipe uh up for discussion is the recipe i brought which comes from the mom 100 another blog from a woman named Katie, who is a cook, a writer, a mother of two, an activist in hunger issues, and an avid but not judgy advocate for and fan of home cooking. That is from the Mom 100. Uh, I mean, guys, here's another thing I wanted to point out. I worked really hard to find a recipe that uh, called specifically for halibut as an option. Neither one of yours did exactly, but I also wanted to figure out my my thing with halibut. So was, you, wait, 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 you want point? You want points for that? Because, I do want some points for that. No, I do want some listen, points. If you listen to the casserole episode, you just lost your own argument. <laughs> That's true. That's by, true. But if you listen to your casserole argument and just substituted meats into the no, dishes, no, also no, 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 I started thinking about halibut and its dryness and sort of leanness. And and the one application I could think of that would maybe work was to uh, bread it and fry it and then top it with a bunch of fat, which is, you know, what this recipe is about. It's a, it's a fried fish sandwich with tartar sauce. You know, it's panko crusted. It's everything that you sort of think it's going to be potato roll, 
flour, egg, and then panko breadcrumbs for the breading. You pan fry it. You do it with some... Chris, how would you describe an orange? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like an orange ball with some orange I mean, stuff inside of it. I've never heard, though, the longest description of a fried fish sandwich just, and all of this its is virtues. Called, this is called a filibuster, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> this is called a filibuster. Priya, what was going through your head when he was just babbling on and on and it's on. Just, I'm filibustering, man. I, I have had, this is my only weapon. I literally feel like one of those super villains who's like, oh, Chris. Chris, 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 You know Chris, what? Chris, Here's Chris. the thing. Here's the thing. I added a slice of American cheese to mine and I'll be totally honest with you. I liked this preparation of halibut better than either of the other two. I'm not going to lie. This was my preferred preparation of halibut. No. Honestly, a fried sandwich. Uh, Listen, first of all, the goddamn recipe made me mad when it's like, don't buy jarred tartar sauce. It's like, oh, no. I did buy jarred tartar sauce. <laughs> and use basil? Uh, no. No. Uh, uh, that was just like total. Uh, I was so mad. Don't tell me to buy tartar sauce. Tartar sauce? <laughs> I can't tartar even pronounce sauce? it. Tartar? You guys are, I mean, uh, fine. Tartar the the lemon basil tartar, tartar sauce, sauce? Is, is the lemon basil tartar sauce, not a good look. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I, I truly I mean, that's feel bullshit. like this recipe literally prefaces this is like for the every person and then says, <laughs> yeah, don't mind, don't make, uh, you got to make this with lemon and basil and blah, blah, blah. blah. I, uh, I was like, fuck you. That was bullshit. <laughs> This was my favorite fish preparation. I'll, I'll, I'm, that's, I'm just going to leave it at that. This was the best way of eating halibut. Every other way of eating halibut was not as good as this one. Wow. Um, Dave, do you want to go first? Priya, I've already almost been disbarred. I, I want you to bring it home for us. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really excited about the notion of a fish sandwich. I have eaten a number of great fish sandwiches, but what I wrote, and I think this is probably the best tasting note, that I can offer is that this fish sandwich tasted like the expensive fish sandwich from the New England seafood shack that every white girl I knew in college worked at in high school. That drop the mic. Delicious. Just drop the mic. Just drop your mic right <laughs> now. <Sounds> delicious. <laughs> <laughs> drop it and leave. You're done. You're done. You have nothing to add on. I mean, maybe it. this is just me. I, 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 I'm. I probably would if I lived where you did. I probably just pined after those white girls working at the fish upscale fish uh, shack. Uh, I'm sorry. Keep on going. Keep on going. You got more. <laughs> this is this is great. Um. Cause yeah. Exactly. I totally like in college. I went to school in New Hampshire, and I really glorified. You know, I had, you know, the the girls who were like, oh, we summered in Cape Cod or like I worked at a clam shack in Kennebunkport. Like these were <laughs> familiar, unfamiliar words and places to me. But in my mind, I was like, I got to get to this Cape Cod, to this Kennebunkport. To and the so, Dolomites. Um, <laughs> and so I remember... Um, after I graduated college, I made it a point to sort of prioritize going to a lot of these coastal towns. And a lot of these college friends gave me recommendations on places I had to go, the place that they worked at in high school. And it turns out that the, a lot of these fish sandwiches are really bad. <laughs> well, they only taste good if you're wearing whale pants and a nautical belt. And yeah, and, like I feel like they're, like, they're, like, shirt. Vi yeah, they're like vibes, vibes only sandwiches truly, truly don't know. understand any of these references but i i'm just look i know i knew i was going to lose with this recipe i knew 100 percent. but if you're actually eating halibut and you're not Wait, eating on, soul up, chris, chris, or chicken chris, thighs chris, chris. 
Listen, a fish sandwich is the only way to go. Don't, don't cut off Priya again. She was going. She was. She was going on. <laughs> well, no, I. So Chris, I. But I. I want to talk about like the halibut element of it. What I. What I found the most frustrating was that like I feel like the best approach to halibut is to try to like cover up the halibut with other flavors. I feel like this sandwich really highlighted the lack of flavor of the halibut. Like I bit into the halibut and I just like tasted the emptiness that is. <laughs> The lack of halibut flavor. I mean, all I tasted was tartar sauce and American cheese. What so a I don't know. What a I line. What a line. I, all the criticism I've ever read in my life, I've never read that line. I bit into it. I tasted emptiness. <laughs> what a beautiful line. And I feel like I have a reputation in recipe club as like poo-pooing people's recipes. And so I want to note that like I did like Dave's recipe. This just like, <laughs> it really, it it brought back a lot of memories for me. Well, Priya, it brought back memories for me, too, because you know what? I was so fucking mad that I had to make this goddamn recipe. And, you know, for me, recipe club, the recipes I like clearly are the least amount of work and the least amount of dishes. And this right out the window. I mean, you have to have a a, a bowl for your egg milk dredge you have to have the flour you have to have the panko you have to have your pan to fry and it just was too much and you know like think about all the other fucking bowls if i had to make if i had to make homemade tartar sauce (laughs) (laughs) and here's another thing i was expecting something special with the oven when the first thing on the recipe you have is turn on the oven the first thing just to toast the fucking bread? Come on, man. <laughs> There's nothing else. I was waiting for like something. I didn't even see that, honestly. The, the first step is turn on the oven. I was like, what? Okay, I turned on the oven just to toast the fucking bread? Come on, man. That was ridiculous. 2021, energy efficiency. That is far from it. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know what to say. I uh, I didn't, and, I didn't and, look at and, any and, of that. And, and, and listen, here's another huge faux pas on this recipe. I'm sorry, Mom 100. You have to specify iceberg lettuce. You can't. Yeah, that was the wrong lettuce. I use iceberg. Yeah, That's on true. The, in the picture, it's like some fancy, okay, fancy okay, mescaline. Okay. It's a terrible. It's a terrible recipe. It's Wait, a terrible but Chris, recipe. I just want. I want you to know that, like, I feel like you weren't set up for failure. Like, I, I, I had a great fish sandwich this summer. <laughs> okay, Here, this is all I'm trying to say. I think if you listen to the show, I am the least concerned with winning any of these competitions. I don't care that this Mom 100 recipe is going to earn me another L in the bracket. All I am saying is that when it came to eating these preparations of halibut, a fish I don't really like, a fried sandwich covered in mayonnaise and cheese was my favorite way of eating. Well, well, That's you, all I'm saying. Again, a cheese, let's put a percentage. How much did the cheese elevate your sandwich to something you like? 2,000%. Okay. <laughs> There we go. There you go. I thought about adding cheese, but again, I'm an originalist. (laughs) Please, please, please. (laughs) I don't like ever being associated with Anthony Scalia, but here I go What did you actually use for the fish in the sandwich? Did you actually make this fried fish sandwich? What did you put on there? God. (laughs) I I was like, maybe I should make a chowder (laughs) and wear my boat loafers. I truly, I have no visual reference for any of this stuff. Um, Okay. We are at that point where we're going to vote for this fish sandwich to win Recipe Club uh, (laughs) Halibut Edition. Um, I think uh, I'm giving this recipe a thumbs down too. I don't, I don't like this recipe. I didn't make lemon basil tartar sauce. (laughs) I didn't preheat my (laughs) oven. I just made a fish sandwich um, because I was also making the curry at the same time and was paying more attention to that. 
So I think it goes without saying that this this uh, fish sandwich is a uh, unanimous thumbs down. Um, what about Priya's recipe from Chef Floyd Cardoza's mother barrel? Priya, thumbs up. I, I gave it a thumbs up. I I duck it. Still eating the leftovers today. <laughs> uh, Dave, it's a thumbs up. It's a thumbs up. <laughs> It's just the most dramatic pause ever. Uh, it's a it's a thumbs up for me. I I think you should use the fish that they specify and not halibut. But um, the recipe itself is is great. Um, and then Dave, are you recusing yourself from voting for your Sichuan <laughs> recipe? You can't you can't vote for it. And I'm going to tell the audience, don't make it. No, I, I don't know. I, whatever. I, I can't. I just got disbarred. So whatever. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Okay. Uh, Priya, what do you think? Do you give the the Red House Spice Sichuan fish boil a thumbs up or thumbs down? I would give it a thumbs up. I think like starter recipe for learning about these flavors. It's not the definitive Sichuan boiled fish recipe, but, you know, a good a good beginning. I think that's exactly where I am. I think if you've I think for an easy way of making this thing, whether you've tasted it or not, it's a it's a thumbs up for me. I think if you're looking for like the definitive best version of this, I wouldn't follow this recipe at all. Um, and if you're not going to be satisfied with anything less than the greatness of the the best version, I wouldn't make this recipe. But otherwise, it's a thumbs up. Um, OK, that means surprise, surprise, <laughs> Priya Krishna, winner again. The most halibut-y person we have yeah. in the recipe club, the number one proponent of halibut, the halibut queen, uh, <laughs> Priya. Has anything about halibut changed in your minds at all after this? Has has anything shifted in your your approach to halibut? I don't think I'm going to buy it again, but if I do, I mean, I, do, I have like two bags of frozen halibut sitting in my freezer. I'm just going to make like a flavorful sauce to poach the fish in. Mm-hmm. I never understood the meaning of Pyrrhic victory until today, ever. <laughs> Priya, what does it feel like to win this this non-prestigious win in oh Rescue Club? I mean, a win is a win. I feel great about it. <laughs> I know. I, Dave is trying to burn the whole house down right now. And Priya's like, nah, it feels good. feels good. It was a good Honestly, win. I, thought that da- I thought Dave was going to win this recipe club. Even like Seth was like, I think like you were way more excited about making Dave's recipe than your own recipe. I was too, but honestly, like Floyd's dish was better. Um, Priya, the uh, the wheel beckons. Let me share my screen. Wheel here of death. Wheel of you. death. Wheel of death. Last time around, okay. Priya replaced. Priya inserted homemade yogurt onto the wheel. I forget what you replaced, but that is your right again as the winner. I will read it so that uh, listeners know what's on here. It's biryani, canned crescent rolls, eggplant, flatbread, hummus, instant ramen, spaghetti, Velveeta cheese, homemade yogurt, and uh, halibut, which is coming off the wheel and to be replaced by. Oh gosh. I didn't even, I literally thought Dave was going to win this. So I didn't even put. Priya, you can put, put anything again. Thinking. You can put homemade yogurt again. The one we we have with uh, Rachel right now has three martinis on it. <laughs> and you guys still haven't landed on martinis? No. We are 100% sure there's going to be nine martinis on there before we finally land on it. Yeah. I would like to add, this is probably one of my all-time favorite vegetables. And I, I, and I would love to see what you all bring to the table. I'm going to add okra. Oh no! 
Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. My Achilles is no. It hasn't no. landed on over it. Dame is falling apart. Let me give this a shuffle. I can't do it. <laughs> okay, so Mount we know Ham, that. Okra, Nato, the Oh, no. Dave is not a fan of the uh, slippery, slimy texture. Um, Priya, you are sick. You are my sick. Mom's, my mom's person. okra will change your mind, I think. Ugh. Yeah. But the other two okra recipes we have to make will not. All right, I'm giving this a spin. <laughs> no, if we land on okra, I quit. The wheel is slowing on eggplant. Uh, next time we see Priya, we'll be presenting three eggplant recipes, which is great for me because I have a bunch of eggplant in my fridge Boring. at this very moment. No way, man. I'm all about I think, eggplant. Honestly, I don't like eggplant that much. It's just, just it can be super bitter. There's not that many delicious things you can make with it. And like, can we just have one rule between the three of us? A a a, um, a packed no eggplant parmesan. Yeah, I oh, was yeah. about to say that. I think no eggplant parmesan should, for sure. No eggplant parm. We already did chicken parm, and that was. Can we also say no baba ganoush? Yeah, we'll say no baba ganoush. I'm happy sure. to go yeah. no, no baba ganoush. No eggplant parm, no baba ganoush. I, not because I I love baba ganoush, but. It's not necessarily nothing's easy, but it's... No, let's branch out. Let's see some other parts yeah. of the world here. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we'll tune in for Priya's next episode in a few weeks, which will feature eggplant. The next episode of Recipe Club will be with our friend Brian Ford, uh, where we explore the wonderful world of graham crackers. Oh, that's Ooh. a great one. It'll be I'm fun. Making a, I'm making a sourdough loaf out of graham crackers. <laughs> Just such Whoa. a just, just a troll, a troll, troll loaf. just a troll loaf. <laughs> uh, check us out uh, on all of our various social channels, Recipe Club on Instagram. Uh, once again, the Recipe Club podcast Facebook group is alive and kicking and full of healthy debate and recipe talk. Um, share your comments, your photos, your videos if you're cooking along with us. Um, <laughs> defend the fish sandwich for me, please. Um, and send us emails at recipeclub at majordomomedia.com. Uh, any last words, guys? Did you think, Ying, that Priya would just be a tour de force? Priya is Club? playing this. Like The thing is, like, Priya is Priya's a winner. <laughs> Priya is just out to win. She is out to win every time. This is my job. This is my profession, and I am getting like whoop. I, I feel like a, a a D three or like a like a Appalachian State against you know Ohio State University <laughs> of football or something. I'm just getting smoked. Yeah, I mean, this is your job. I I have designed this show, and I have, we've changed it multiple times, hoping. I mean, frankly, that we get a few more wins in our column, and yet Priya continues to prevail. Here, here's the thing: Priya genuinely, I believe, her, didn't think she was going to win. She she didn't even try to win this week. And no, she, she 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 was trying to set you up for victory, but for all <laughs> intents and purposes, and yet she still won. Uh, it's fucked yeah. up, man. I'm just feeling down now. I don't even know if I can. Priya, why don't you take us out? You do everything else better than all of us already. Well, I'm sure you're going to close us out better than us. Oh God. Uh, thanks no. everybody for listening. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. I'm so uh, sad. Make sure you check your halibut for worms. Send send us nice comments. Keep our egos afloat. <laughs> <laughs>